1: Maybe I'm just nostalgic Or maybe it's truly magical When I see that castle The feeling is truly magical Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just nostalgic Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's truly This is Andrew. And this is Brooke.
0: And you're listening to the Disney-Do Podcast.
1: This week, we are going to be talking about a topic submitted by one of you. So, Producer Matt, go ahead and kick this off with that email we got.
2: Uh, this email is from Jenny. She says, Hello, Disney-Doids. First time, long time. As a lo- lifelong Disney fan, one of my one of the most fun things to emerge has been the Pixar shared universe theory. Would you explore this theory and any other ones that you know of within Disney lore? Yeah.
0: So first off, thank, thank you, Jenny, for the email yes, and for you. inquiring. We decided to kind of focus just on kind of the Pixar theory for this one, uh, considering how many kind of theories and craziness there there's is within Disney itself. There's
1: a lot of craziness yeah. with these theories. I think there's some fun ones we can kind of talk about after the Pixar one. But I think Pixar is probably the most intricate.
0: Yeah, Pixar, starting the research, and I've heard things here or there about it, but then actually starting to do some research and Googling, the whole Pixar theory, um, you know, when starting to research that, I was kind of surprised with how much content there was, like Wikipedia pages, numerous articles, blogs, so, YouTube. So the
1: Pixar theory essentially states that all of the Pixar movies are connected, right? Yes, okay and so as a disclaimer andrew was researching this theory i was researching a couple others and i think this one has the most merit to it so you're actually going to be kind of walking me through it not for the first time but you know more in depth than than i got myself but what's interesting to me is that there's a pixartheory.com it has its own website
0: literally pixartheory.com guys check it out
1: so take us through you know
0: so okay so we've There's several different Pixar movies that we know of. We all know they're there. And they've come out over the last 20-ish years. Um, According to the Pixar theory, though, the order in which they came out is not the chronological order in which the events happened in time. And how they start this is actually in the 14th and 15th century, starting with the movie Brave. And the idea there is that the magic um, turns her mother into the bear, and that magic is why animals and inanimate objects, such as the brooms and tools, behave like humans. Uh, so, magic then being utilized by a witch who mysteriously vanishes through the wooden doors. Eventually, that magic from the will of the wisps would lead to a birth of superheroes. So
1: essentially, they're saying like this magic is introduced into the world and affects essentially everything from there forward, and is never really you know contained.
0: Yes, that magic kind of just poofed into the world and that energy kind of just traveled and, and everything is affected. Yes. From turning a
1: woman into a bear to making a toy come to life.
0: Boom, and that's where we're moving with this All one. All right, let's go. So that then takes us to The Incredibles, uh, which came out about 2004. But here, uh, The Incredibles take place in the 1950s through the 60s. So, you know, as we said in Brave, that magic kind of... Unleashed itself into the world, which is how the supers in The Incredibles get their power that they have.
1: So that magic gave humans powers. Some humans powers.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, and that power is what allowed the the kind of superheroes to maintain order through the world. But then Buddy in that movie, he wanted to become a superhero himself, but he didn't have superpowers, so he created himself through artificial intelligence. Um, and then also created the, the zero-point gravity, electromagnetic energy, that um, allowed him to create the different machines he did that attacks the superheroes. So this is where the, the AI and that energy force is now fighting against that magic. Blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. So, So I'm looking at this website here, and it says, like buddy's artificial intelligence like through his bots is a pivotal moment where machines begin eradicating their threats. And in this case, it's the supers. Yes. And this is, (laughs) (laughs) it says I'm reading verbatim. Eventually toys start to absorb and draw their powers from zero point energy, unseen energy that travels in wavelengths.
0: Yeah. Here's where we start to stretch.
1: (laughs) This, I, this is a reach already for me. <laughs> okay. Now, to be
0: optimistic, right, let's continue along this okay, journey. Let's, let's go. Let's just imagine that these toys do start to absorb some of this energy.
1: Obviously, the next point in the in our story, in our theory, is, going? is Toy Story. Oh,
0: Toy Story it All is. All right.
1: Let's go there.
0: So, you know, obviously, Toy Story, the toys are alive. And the whole idea here is the energy that was absorbed by these toys is now giving them life. Well, toys need to find a continuous energy source to continue their lives and to be able to talk and do things like humans do, which is where that they find the love that the humans have for them. And that connection provides them with that energy.
1: So love is an energy source.
0: Yes, love is the energy source for the toys that originally got it from the energy source from, from Buddy.
1: From the robots. Which actually kind of came out From Buddy's robots. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the balance of love and hate gave toys their, their energy and life. All right. But the isolated toys, as we've seen in the movie, um, they get sad. And so they are discovering what happens when they're isolated from humans. A la Sid. Which, yes, mm-hmm. a la Sid. And his toys all in the backyard, all broken and sad. Which then brings us to Toy Story 2.
1: Oh, so, they don't just connect them all. Okay, Toy Story 2. Oh
0: yeah, remember we're in we're in. I the thought timeline. Toy
1: Story in general just like encompassed all of them, but I, no, okay, there's Toy a time, Story there's a time 2. Time we're time. kicking it up. All right, let's go.
0: So here, the toys discover how dangerous it is for them to be isolated from humans and from those that love and play with them. So that's and as you see in that movie, they start to question their purpose because they're just collectibles, just sitting on a shelf. And, you know, they're all in their boxes. They're not out living. They're not out enjoying. They're not getting played with. They're miserable. Yeah. So that resentment continues to carry through to them and build within the toys. Okay.
1: So toys are not only like sentient beings now, but they're like, they're feeling resentment. Yes. Yes. So and think what, about what's the significance? with her owner,
0: that whole song. And... Right. Yes. Well,
1: well, yeah, even um, what's his name? The the old cowboy. Oh, my God. What's his name? Stinky and Pete. And Bullseye. Is that his name?
0: Stinky Pete.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. There's resentment there, too. You can tell he has a lot of, like, jealousy and resentment towards toys that are loved and played with. Mm-hmm. So how did, so so where, uh, where so does it go? Let's here's go. Here's where they
0: kind of confuse me because, you know, every, again, reading verbatim, Resentment towards humans was not only carried by inanimate objects, but by animals as well. I'm not sure where that was tied in so far in this theory, so there's a hole again. But let's continue on, because that's how apparently they're going to link up Finding Nemo. So again, here's where it starts to get a little finicky. They talk about how, with this theory, that the fish in the ocean are incredibly advanced. They have schools, a network and freeway system. And I just want to pause Right here.
1: Fish swim in schools.
0: Fish do swim in schools. That's a They, they naturally do have network systems that they travel in for many different Currents. reasons. Currents, the food chain. like mm-hmm. There's a lot involved Migration with that. patterns. Yes. So I do think that's something we should keep in mind. That one thing that Pixar and Disney has always done is while they provide a great movie that's fun and entertaining, there is also lessons and little tidbits of facts that kind of stick with you as a kid.
1: So, I have a question. So, we're talking about, like, um, these animals have resentment towards humans. Our example is Finding Nemo. This is next in our timeline. And so, it says, like, the animals have resentment because they discover humans are polluting the earth and experimenting on them. And Dory was one of the animals that was experimented on, which is why she is forgetful. Now, this may just be me being ignorant, but I haven't seen Finding Dory. So, was she actually experimented on
0: no no that's well here's that so how do they make that connection? They never did this like say in finding Dory that she was experimental on so I guess you could still argue that because it wasn't explicitly, ver- explicitly said. said not <laughs> explicit <laughs> um, but yeah no she was not tortured okay. or tested
1: I will and- give them the benefit of the doubt that like maybe she was because it's not explicitly said you know, no I'm gonna say bullshit right now because in finding
0: Dory they talk explicitly. About how they're there to protect animals and help animals. And where she originally came from was a place to rehabilitate animals of the ocean. So again, no torturing, nothing dangerous here. So yeah, they talk about the signs of resentment growing towards humans. And then how animals begin to become more curious and act and have more humanistic characteristics. Which is
1: hilarious because if they hate humans, why would they develop human characteristics? Exactly. to also, be honest, how is a humans fish
0: are animals we're all animals we all have similar how characteristics.
1: is a fish going to develop human characteristics or not okay how does this happen okay where do we go from here we're going from finding nemo ratatouille we go to because, because
0: he can cook be, yes because Ugh. a rat can cook
1: all right i'm a rat i can cook it can happen
0: so again this is really a stretch for me guys You know, they talk about it being the first time we see personal interaction between humans and animals. No. um, And how, you know, Remy controls Linguini because Linguini does not know how to do anything and talks about animals controlling humans. So kind of the flip flip from humans controlling animals to vice versa.
1: So here it's – so I'm reading this as you're going through it and it says – um, in Ratatouille, Remy discovers his love for cooking and displays human characteristics. Some of them are walking on his hind paws. And I just want to stop right there because how many animated characters, not even just Disney, walk in general a- as bipeds? They walk on yeah. two legs.
0: Win- again, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie right the, the Pooh. Whole- yeah, the whole Higger crew bounces on his fucking tail. Is that a is that a data, so,
1: you, you, the theory now around that? I really so I really 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 want to give this theory like an honest benefit of the doubt try, but I just I can't. No, I holes. really can't do it. It just seems like they are reaching and they are stretching. And I, you know, ugh, I wish whoever runs this site, I wish we could talk to them and, and like I'd be like convince me, persuade me that this is accurate mm-hmm. because there's so much missing for me and like what do you say to this stuff that's missing how how do you get convinced and obviously people buy into this stuff and it's i mean honestly it's really cool i love game of thrones i've read all the song of ice and fire books i love reading fan theories so like i get why people get into this stuff it's awesome but this just seems so far-fetched
0: 100 mm-hmm. percent. but
1: anyway remy is controlling Linguini because he can't do anything let's go
0: but then you know Remy's rat family does not like him interacting with a guinea, and they have hate towards humans. Again, well, yeah, because humans rats. kill
1: rats. Yeah, all the no time. Shit, that's what's gonna happen. They should also hate cats. So, yeah, duh.
0: But we don't talk about that. Nope, that's not part of the theory. But we have, you know, the animals and the toys hating humans. Blah blah blah. Which mm-hmm. brings us to Toy Story three. And I will say, you know, they talk about how toys go through a lot in this movie, and they do. It's a very traumatic movie for toys. It is. But, again, from my perspective, it's to remind you, like me watching that movie, I thought back to all the toys I had as a kid. And I asked myself as soon as I thought about those toys, whatever happened to those toys? Where'd those toys go? And a lot of them probably did go to the dump. And I think that's, you know, a lot of what they were doing with that movie is kind of making you think about that and reflect on not only – what you played with and the toys you had as a kid and growing up to where you are now and Mm -hmm. losing those and remembering those, but also Disney-Pixar being so environmentally conscious and friendly, it's also making you think about the impact you're making on the environment.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm just... I'm eager for you to get to the latter half of this portion Mm. of the connection because...
0: We're almost halfway there. Ooh, get there. So... We have in here about Lotso the and Bear. He hates humans. They discarded him. They did him wrong. So, he takes care of the toys. He looks out for the toys. Cool. But again, they're saying this is another reason why the machines and objects alike are ready to take over. Because they're joining forces.
1: This, this next part is gold. Please, read it. Read it verbatim. Ready to this? Yes.
0: Carl and Ellie write to Andy, telling him to get rid of his toys because they know the animosity between toys and humans coming ahead, and that's why they are planning on living in solitude. So,
1: first and foremost, Carl and Ellie are from Up. If, ugh, God, this irritates me. If Carl and Ellie know about the upcoming like, mutiny of the machines and the toys and the animals, why aren't, why isn't Up higher in this, in this timeline? Why aren't they? Because clearly they know something. something's going down and up that's going to affect Andy that he needs to get rid of his toys. Which, first of all, he didn't need to get rid of his toys. He was going to college and his mom was like, donate your toys. And he was like, oh, I want to keep some of them. He wasn't like, i got to get rid of these. They're going to kill me. Yeah. What? The, I'm just, this triggers me really badly because this is a poorly put together timeline because you can't have two characters from another movie that's later in the timeline writing in the past timeline to another character. So clearly, Up needs to be before Toy Story 3 at least. And here's
0: the thing, and this is where this theory pisses me off even more. Pixar is notorious, one, for putting Easter eggs in movies that remind you of other movies that were done, but two. Disney in general is great with that. But Pixar always, always, always puts a little teaser of their next movie in the movie that's coming out. And so that little postcard from Carly or Carl and Ellie is one of those little Easter egg teasers for Up that's to come in a couple. Of years. What if
1: Carl? Well, no, I was going to say what if Carl and Ellie are like his grandparents, but they they didn't have a child. They didn't, ha- yeah. But like maybe an uncle or something. You it know what I be. mean? It could what be. What if there's a? Th- th- what where's that theory? But here's the thing:
0: see how it's making you think like that? Mm-hmm. That's where this theory gets out of whack because you start thinking that way. But really. You can go to Pixar's website and learn what they do. And that Where is at? one of their Easter eggs and foreshadowing a next movie. So that then when you watch you're like, Up oh, later like and you come back to Toy Story to, oh, you're this like, coming holy next. shit, there's Up. Yeah.
1: I can't. I can't with this already. But I'm going to try. Let's stomach through. Okay, after this one. So, so Carl so then and then Ellie to wrote Up. to Andy. Yes. Now we're on Up. Tell me. What's going on?
0: So... Here we know Carl has to get rid of his house. Mm-hmm. Corporations are dozing it, putting in a bigger building. To foreshadow that the corporation is the cause for polluting the earth and wiping out life in the distant future as so a result of technology overreach. Oh, you're picking up on a the theme. <laughs> oh, So they talk about this whole thing and this kind of being the tipping point of the fight between humans and... And animals, and especially because they talk about the way um, that the dogs are treated um, and trained by that Charles dude in the movie. So this is kind of foreshadowing that uprise of animals versus humans.
1: So first of all, like any, you know, halfway intelligent person who enjoys dogs, the dog is going to react exactly how you train it. So if these dogs are being trained to be a certain way, that's how they're going to be. Yes. That doesn't mean they hate humans. That's just a result of their upbringing. And Doug in the, in the film, some of
0: them are super lovable,
1: is yeah. super joyous, yeah, and lovable. So th- that seems really far fetched. Like you can't just assume these animals had all this hatred, you know, ingrained into their DNA prior to like yeah. their training. I don't think that's accurate at all. That goes against the nature nurture like theory. Like you could have any dog ever, and generally they're going to be well behaved. Some dogs yeah. have issues and they'll snap. But they're not all like just bad and hateful, no. so that seems crazy to me. One well,
0: other thing too is like, you know, because they talked about you know doing some research how the, you know they had the the collars on them that allowed the dogs to talk and stuff like that, and that being part of that torture of the technology. But really, that was just a creative way, in my opinion, that Pixar allowed the dogs to have a voice mm-hmm. without them just being animated characters with, that spoke. Yeah. There, that, you know, it was it keeping it more break, realistic. Th-
1: yeah, it didn't break the realism. Exactly. And it was fun. It was fun. And I wish my dogs had colors that allowed to them this, to speak. Though, it's to so war. Cool. To war. Which to gets war. us
0: to cars, which, you know, keep in mind, Up is to be taking place around 2011 to 2016. Cars then jumping about 100 years to 200 years in the future. So I'm going to have to pause here this. because, yeah.
1: Uh, just just, just read, whole it. read it verbatim. Okay, just here please. we go, guys.
0: When animals rose up against the humans to stop the pollution, the machines saved the humans and they won the war. However, since machines helped humans win, it tipped the balance of Earth. Machines had to send the remaining humans off into space in a ship called Axiom. All the other machines were left behind to populate the world and run things.
1: So I thought a few movies ago in the timeline that the machines and the animals were in this together. Mm -hmm. And now the animals decided to uprise and the machines were like, nah, and shut them down and then hung out with the humans who they were like against. Also, where are the toys in this? What are they doing? What side of the war are they on?
0: I'm starting to think the dude that created all this is just really afraid of technology. But you know, here's a big question that we get from this is how do we know cars took over the earth and not another planet? Well, we got cars, too.
1: Did they go to Europe and Japan? (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's exactly what the reasoning is. And so it's to then show that throughout the whole world, there are no humans left. But, again, Pixar created cars because it was a world of cars. And cars were the people instead of people. That's it. That's it.
1: Cars is also just one of the more juvenile Pixar films. Like it really appeals to very young audiences. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like
0: like someone like my nephew who loves to play with cars and my nephew
1: freaking loves Cars. Exactly. Cars two, Cars three, everything is Cars. Cars, Cars, Cars. Do you think he's thinking,
0: "Oh man, where are the humans at? Why, why aren't there humans?" He doesn't give a
1: shit. No, they're just fun
0: cars. He's like,
1: "Cool, that's real. Cars can talk. Simple as that."
0: But here's where they really get weird because, again, we're going to read verbatim because this shit's good. All in all – oh, sorry. All in all corporation was using green energy as a catalyst for a fuel war in order to turn cars away from alternative energy sources. That clean fuel could have been used to swiftly wipe out many of the cars. All in all was run by B&L, which eventually polluted the whole world due to its use of oil. The whole world becomes unfit to sustain life.
1: Q. Wally. So how far? How how far ahead do we jump? So Going Wally, from cars two to Wally. Well, cars is
0: 2,100 twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred. Wally goes to twenty eight hundred. we I mean, like six
1: hundred years. How do you say? Is that how you say that year? Two thousand eight hundred,
0: two thousand nine hundred. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be around for that, so it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're long gone. This by is now. getting
0: really hard to read. Look. Like you see how much he has to write just to like this, justify ugh. his point. This is
1: it's. I wish we could just do an ebook of us just reading verbatim what this says. This, this would be so entertaining.
0: Oh my god! So Wally's is the only machine left on Earth after Earth ran out of resources. He survived because he's fascinated with human culture and he has this friendship with that cute little cockroach who helps maintain his personality and fulfillment. Robots and machines on Axiom show that machines can develop a sense of purpose out of their human dependence on them. Wally is a robot Jesus, and he and his love, yeah, oh yeah, the appropriately named Eve,
1: Adam and the, Eve, get it, Wally, save Eve. the
0: human race and start a new beginning on Earth. During the credits of Wally, we see that the shoe that contains the last of plant life it grows into a mighty tree. Again, Disney Pixar is focused on sustainability and the environment. This movie is to talk about pollution and people trashing the world and that mm-hmm. if we clean things up and get rid of the pollution, that life grows and that it's beautiful again. Simple as
1: that. Also, oh, is her name Eve or Eva?
2: I thought it was Eva.
1: I thought it was Eva as well.
2: I thought it was Eve, and he just pronounced it as Eva.
1: Oh, dude, because I have more like Eva, Eva, Eva. Oh, he's such a cute little. He guy. is so cute.
0: Um, That's why animals are gone because cute little Wallies came out.
1: Just referring to Wally as a robot Jesus is hilarious in and of itself, and I t- that this theory won me over a little bit with just that. Yeah. So. <laughs> now. Robot Jesus. Now we Wally. continue
0: on to the fun. Movie, which is actually one of my favorites as a kid, A Bug's Life.
1: Okay, so they're saying A Bug's Life takes place between two thousand eight hundred ninety eight and the year three thousand. I
0: and I really just want to call out the preciseness of two thousand eight hundred ninety eight as the year.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Also, first of all,
1: we're that far in the future. Are like the ants and the plant life and like the general like like that's still a thing. This is still a thing. Like ants are unchanged; they haven't evolved at all.
0: Yeah, so None of the bugs have, they all just... Like, no, they have
1: evolved. Because okay.
0: typically ants die after about three months. However, in a bug's life, some of them are very old. One up to 90 years old, the grandmother ant. So they're saying about how they've evolved. And Maybe now when they're lifelong. saying
1: they age rapidly and when they're like, oh, I feel like 90 again, they're really just like, you know, two and a half months old. Yeah. But that's 90 to them. It's exactly. Just a thought. I don't know. I, no, I think it's a really
0: valid thought. And here's the other thing: they say they're saying that the tree in a bug's life is the little tree that was planted, the little um, plant that grew in Wally.
1: Okay.
0: You know, it's a tree. It's a tree.
1: Is that? The, does that
0: mean the tree in Animal Kingdom? Can, does that one evolve? I was going to well say:
1: can we prove that it's the tree?
0: Well, let's see. Looking at the evidence here, I see nothing about that. But there is evidence that says insects live in the future, are behaving like humans, and they have cities, bars, uh, traveling circuses, and they wear clothes.
1: (laughs) I don't think ants are going to wear clothes. No matter what shit goes down in this world, ants are not going to wear clothes.
0: No. Little tidbit of perspective from me again. A bug's life. It is taking bugs As if they were humans. It's
1: personifying bugs and insects.
0: Beautifully worded.
1: Insects. And that's all the movie Uh. is,
0: guys. That's a bug's life.
1: People are reaching here.
0: They're really reaching. reaching.
1: Really reaching. Later in the distant future, animals start evolving into the dominant species. Animals were the dominant species for millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years. And
0: these ants almost die like five times in the movie from raindrops. So I just want to clarify again that these aren't becoming a dominant species. They're still clearly ants.
1: If they say so, an, so an ant tells Flick not to leave the island they're on because there are snakes, birds, and bigger bugs out there. They do not mention humans because there are very few humans to make it dangerous enough for the insects to worry about. Maybe insects, like, don't know humans are humans, and they're like, oh, there's bigger bugs. They just think we're bigger bugs. Well, not Did we that. think about that? I mean – Look at the backyard. You know how many bugs are
0: in that yard? A lot. Probably a lot. And I imagine the bugs in the back corner of that yard may never know that you're here. Yeah. I just think that's a fact. And so if those bugs happen to be in a meadow or a field somewhere. On
1: an island, like you said. like Don't leave the island.
0: Possibly an island. They're not going to see humans. And again, there is human at the end of that movie, I believe, because there is a trailer, like Camper... And the Pizza Planet truck is there, so the pizza delivery guy is in that thing in a bug's I life. think this theory there's just the got busted. Joke. And the bug – there's a bug zapper, yeah. Yeah, where did that shit come from? Where do they get electricity? There's no
1: humans, but there's bug zappers yeah. and
0: there's pizza trucks? No, there are humans. Here's the thing.
1: If I were this busted. theory guy,
0: that's where I would have tried to make my freaking correlation is that, oh, the the pizza truck driver from Pizza Planet is in the bug's life, so those worlds collide.
1: No, 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 no. That doesn't fit his narrative. No, the bugs his are His or her narrative does not fit. Humans. Mm-mm. So later in the distant future, animals start evolving into the dominant species. Here we go. So now we're going to jump. We're jumping. We're saying animals. 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 Animals are the dominant species. And now we're jumping to... Monsters. Monsters. At year 4,500 to 5,000. So hundreds of years after Wally, the
0: answer now monsters. Apparently,
1: animals started changing due to radiation caused by being out. There's still that much radiation, like two thousand f- years later.
0: Ready for this one? Monsters University was founded in thirteen thirteen. This is dated using the monsters' calendar, not the human calendar, and shows that it took place almost fourteen hundred years after Bug's life.
1: What? How, first of all. Yeah. How do they know that 1313 isn't just, you know, 1313 BC or AD, sorry. And again, um, oh my God, this is so embarrassing for this guy. I, this is so poorly Obviously, connected. they're not
0: going to use a human calendar because they're in the monster world. They are in a whole other side than they're the humans.
1: They're monsters. They're not animals. They, they live in like a totally other like dimension from humans and animals. They're monsters. They are not the same thing. There are different countries in this world that
0: us humans use different calendars.
1: So it says at Monsters University, they falsely taught the monsters that humans were toxic and from another dimension. That's not false. That's actually how it is, like, in, in the movie. Yeah. They're in another dimension. That's why they have all those doors. Yes. That's because it's they're in a different dimension. This is... oh.
0: Apparently, it's because monsters were worried about being erased from the existence and altering history. Why are they... Yeah.
1: But here's the thing.
0: I guess that can kind of make sense from the perspective of Monsters University took place before Monsters Inc. In Monsters Inc., they found out that laughs also created energy, not just fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's they, you know, so at this time they thought that they still need to be scary monsters. Why they weren't looking into alternative energy sources at that point. They I don't just know. weren't progressive enough. Or go at back to time. Wally and use that all in all solution. Right. That was eco-friendly, apparently. But so Monsters University happened and then we skip ahead
1: the to Monsters, monsters Inc.
0: So the monsters and machines didn't realize their mistakes of getting rid of humans until it was too late, eventually realized that humans were their only source of energy, needed to sustain life. So machines helped solve that problem by letting monsters use doors to travel time to the human generations.
1: This leads us to Boo. Okay. But if humans are gone
0: on another planet. No, no, not they're not another planet. They're just time traveling
1: so this is where this theory ends at least on this website i mean clearly a bunch of pixar movies are missing but holy hell is this full of holes and is it confusing
0: because now we get to boo
1: oh here's boo so boo is like her own ever wait whoa 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 whoa. this all leads back to boo get ready oh my god yeah let's let's dive into this
0: Boo never got over Solly and became obsessed with finding out what happens to him. Shut Remembering that doors are the key to finding Solly. Later in life, she figured out how to time travel, goes back to the source of all magic, the Will of
1: the Wisps, creates
0: magic to find Solly by using wood. Boo leaves evidence behind in Brave. Two carvings whittled out of wood. They were Solly and a pizza truck. The two things she loved most in life.
1: Or maybe just Easter eggs to Again. Toy Story and Monsters, Inc. Thank you. Mm.
0: Although she knows how to travel through time, she does not know how to determine what time period she will go to. Therefore, speculation has it that Boo is the one planting the Easter eggs throughout all the Pixar movies because she has been accidentally going through different time periods.
1: Oh, 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 my God. Okay, so it oh, says. No,
0: you scrolled to the bottom, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. There we go. So it says, Boo discovered that wood was a source of energy all along. So in Monsters, Inc., they use doors made of wood because it has the energy to travel in time. How do we know that it's wood that does this? Is that a thing? I
0: don't know. Again, they had all different kinds of doors. Um,
1: There were even metal doors. The wood from A Bug's Life is the source of Flick's ingenuity. That tree from A Bug's Life bears a resemblance to the one in Up that Carl and Ellie often visited. This tree was a source of Carl's wild idea of balloons transporting his house. No, I thought the tree in what's it called, A Bug's Life, was the tree from Wally. So how did Carl and Ellie get to see that damn tree? Exactly. What's happening here? Come exactly. on. Exactly. And then it says, why did the witch, A.K.A. Boo, turn Queen Eleanor into a bear and brave? And it says this was Boo's failed attempt at bringing Sully back. The bear somewhat resembles Sully because it's large and furry. Like, I don't get that at all.
0: They spent way too much money on the How did side.
1: Flick and Heimlich from A Bug's Life show up in Toy Story 2? Because they are fucking bugs.
0: No, no, no,
1: no, no. They're fucking bugs. Nope. And they live in the human world. False. And, ooh, they saw them.
0: Wrong. They actually time-traveled, Brooke. <laughs>
1: I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, my God. It, that's what it says. It says the, the reason Flick and Heimlich are in Toy Story 2 is because they time traveled. They time traveled. So where in the, a bug's life, you know, portion of this timeline did it say that the bugs had the ability to time travel?
0: Never. Where well, did they get Flip this? was a little bit of an inventor, so maybe he created His that ingenuity with Bugs the wood. Too, that was it was
1: there. the wood from the tree from Wally that really wasn't the tree from Wally, but it was the tree that Carly and Ellie visited that they wanted to go isolate themselves from the uprising of the toys. That's why they, you know, sent Andy that letter. Uh, this is, <laughs> this oh, is so fucking ridiculous. Oh, well, so
0: again, the answer to this is still a suggestion because... We have Boo tried to go to the future and could have fallen into the Wally time period and kept traveling, stumbling upon the tree in a Bug's Life and could have brought back a few bugs with her.
1: Wait, where, where, where is that?
0: How did Flick and Heimlet from a Bug's Life show up into a Story? Oh, two? is that what it says? Mm-hmm.
1: Boo tried to go to. The, oh my god, what? So it's the witch. Boo is the witch. Yes. Ooh, now like, it all makes sense. Now it kind of does.
2: Look at that. <laughs> uh, I think that there's like a cool concept, but this person's narrative ruins the entire concept. Like, if you just pitch to me, oh, all of the Cars movies take place during the same timeline as wall and that's why there's no people, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I can... Fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. But it's like, once you tie it into, like, the giant war between technology and dogs, it just, like, loses everything. It's the way they try to connect it.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing. That is the official Pixar theory. And that is us going through it. Now, aside from all that garbage, I could see connections between movies and being in that absolutely. universe.
1: Absolutely, there can be connections between certain movies. Like obviously, Toy Story and A Bug's Life, big example there. Oh God, you have yeah. the Easter egg. You see Flick, and I'm like, that can absolutely be going on at the same time. You see the pizza truck. Yeah, that's clearly the same that universe. That could be the same town. Yeah, and they came. out Same universe, same timeline. Things are happening. In the, same, in the same realm. I'm forgetting that word, thing. though. In, the bugs, in this theory, he talks about how in the bug's life, there's no humans. But there's literally the
0: pizza truck driver for Pizza Planet. So not only do we know that there's at least one human with a Pizza Planet truck, we know he has electricity, so he can pay his bills or find some kind of energy source. There's which means bug zappers. Probably, there's electricity. Yeah, he's probably still working for Pizza Planet, which tells me that Pizza Planet is still in business, which means that there are people that are going to Pizza Planet.
1: So I think, I definitely think a Bug's Life and Toy Story is like they're on the same timeline. Yes, but all the rest of this nonsense—not so much. Not exactly.
0: No, because here is the thing. Do you think that people that created Brave in the last few years—they're
1: like you know what—we're around in the mid-nineties. We're like you know what we we're, like, you know
0: we're going to do in twenty years. We're gonna we're gonna give these guys Hell, a yeah. common link.
1: I just so. Ugh. I I want to talk to someone at Pixar, and I just want to be like, is this true? Are they all connected, or is it just some films? Yeah, or are they just
0: Easter eggs? Or are they just Easter eggs, and then what we see is just common styling? You know, um like they talked about how in Finding Nemo, I was doing some research, and in Finding Nemo. You know, when they're at the dentist's office, there are some pictures drawn up on the wall, and they're the exact same photos that are in, uh, drawings that are in Boo's uh, bedroom. And you know what I picture? Is Boo Australian? No. You know what I picture though? I imagine the person at Pixar building out the room for Finding Nemo and was like, "Oh, let me check my asset folder, huh? I need yeah." Good they drawings. reuse stuff all the time. That's how it is. Oh, here's ten kids' drawings. Cute. It'll be an Easter egg too. Let me throw them on the wall.
1: Mm-hmm. Done. So Jenny sent us this, right? She emailed us. I want to know what Jenny thinks about all this. Does she? Does she buy the theory? Is the theory that she read and like bought into different from this one? If so, like where? Honestly, does she buy into it? Because yeah. she said she was interested. It doesn't necessarily mean she buys into it. I would just. I, I want someone to convince me. Or to explain to me, like, where there could be more connections that I'm missing.
2: So, to answer one of your questions, Mm -hmm. uh, a few of the Pixar directors have spoken about this. Oh, let me hear it. So, speaking in an informal 2013 interview, Cars (laughs) franchise guardian Jay Ward rejected the idea that the films take place in the same universe, saying it's almost like a September 11th conspiracy theory. It's like, really? No, the movies are just sort of made in a different order by different directors in different times and different places. It's cool that it all worked out that way, but it was probably not intentional. And then in the 2015 D23 Expo, during the Pixar Secrets Revealed panel, director Mark Andrews also rejected the the theory, and the Inside Out co-director said, do you know what kind of meetings we would have to have in order to make sure that all of these movies linked up like this?
1: Exactly. Like guys, it the, it guys why are we still doing this?
0: <laughs> you think they're coming up with a fucking shared universe for 20 plus yeah, movies? Yeah, they just took all the songs out of
1: live action Mulan and you think they're going to be like, we've got to, Boo is the witch from Brave. We got to connect all their shit. The machines are uprising, but then they're going to go against the animals and not the humans. What? Stop it. Stop yeah. reaching. Stop trying to make something out of nothing. Read some G- A Game of Thrones books and then come up with your theories there. Yeah. You can have more fun. Let Pixar be Pixar. Yeah.
2: Also, it says that the creator of this theory got the original idea from a video from Cracked.com, which is a comedy website that oh, makes fun it was Daniel of, Good and, lord. Yeah, making fun of, like, obsessive pop culture people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, that – You know what? Dude, really? It came from Cracked.com. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And someone was like, yeah, you know what? Makes <laughs> sense.
0: It's literally like an Onion article came out and went viral.
1: But And people believed it and tried to make mm-hmm. it, like, legitimate. Mm-hmm. No!
2: What?
0: Well, John Negroni, good on you for the money you may have made for this. Good on you.
1: Yeah, I hope he didn't make a dime. This is a crazy. None of it makes sense. I don't even want to talk about the theories I read. All right, guys, that was our Disney Pixar Shared Universe Theory episode. Um, Please email us your thoughts. What movies were missed? Do you think there are any connections? Um, There's not. But if you believe there is, convince us. Um, If you have any other topics you'd like us to discuss, like Jenny had, email us at DisneyDopodcast at gmail.com or interact with us on our Facebook page. It's called DisneyDos.
0: Next week, we'll be talking all about Disney news and the latest and greatest things that we have found through our resources. So stay tuned. Get ready, and we look forward to you listening.
1: See you next Tuesday.